Hello, mech fans around the world, and those that aren't fans yet, and welcome to Mobile Suit Fandom Zeta, the podcast where you're two largely inept but prone to love co-hosts, Fuzzy, that'd be me, and Chris, watch, summarize, critique, and make fun of the entirety of the Gundam franchise from beginning to end. This is episode 61, and we'll be talking about episode 16 of Mobile Suit Gundam Zeta, Through the Haze of Darkness, in which we get Mondo zagged on where the rest of this show is going. Come have a pure time, and believe in the sign of Zeta. You're here, right? Wait, what's here? You're here. I'm here. Emotionally? Yes. Physically? Mm. Metaphysically? Yes. Hello, everyone, what was your fandom? We... This episode's... A lot happens. All this at once. A, this is a weird one. They fucking... Zeta fucking goes. But there, there was something about this one to you too, right? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. It's it's weird in a way I can't quite place yet. In a way that makes me feel like I'm missing something. Yeah, I definitely like I mean it's it's real early, so I'll wait to save it, but Exactly. But it's so fucking weird. Yeah, I'm... I think it's just, like, I think it's just a continuation of she's from a different anime. <laughs> Do you think that's it? Do you think she's think just so it. in the wrong place at the she's wrong time? She's just in the time. wrong fucking anime, and it's fucking, it's fucking me up. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> so we are, of course, talking about Bolorchka. Uh... A name that will only degrade the more times we say it. She, uh... Yeah, she's pretty heavy in this episode for reasons that I'm sure we'll talk about for the majority of the runtime. Uh, but when we get there... In the meantime, before the title card, we're <laughs> reminded what happened last time. In case you forgot, Cats did a protagonist... And and went for a swim. <laughs> and also went for a big swim. Remember that big swim. We'll come yeah. back to that in a second. Because <laughs> someone's got some words for a young man. It's another young man. Yeah. <laughs> so many young men. Young man. Turns out the AU, uh, that's actually just like a translation thing. Shit goes down. Uh, Shit went down. Shit went down in the water. Shit got wet. Yes. Uh, that said, we did manage to take out Rosamia's Gaplant. Gaplin. <clears throat> yep. But not her. They didn't catch her for some fucking reason. Yeah, you'd think that would kind of just I... be a reach out and touch faith situation, but no. <laughs> My only guess is, like, the their... What the fuck? They say the name of that fucking play in a million goddamn times. The It starts with Garuda? an A. No. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Doomla. Yeah. yeah, Doomla is, like... It's not a hover ship. It's flying away constantly. 
it's a plane. Yeah, so maybe they're like, oh, fuck, we gotta get back to that plane. Gotta go to the plane. The plane does our, not stop. Our plane is leaving us. So Anyways. we get the title card. Yeah. Uh, we open properly to Blutark and co. In, uh, in the fog as they get a message. This... This episode's also really weird because we're seeing some kind of, like, brass tax shit that uh-huh. you often would not expect to see in this type of program. For example, we see in particular how messages are being covertly delivered mm-hmm. in this... Like, <laughs> via bird... <laughs> Later we have literal carrier pigeons, yes, but I like this one too, because, so Blutark and his ship drifts near a, I almost said Xeon, Fetty relay station, who uh, beams them their information directly, uh, encrypted of course. However, when it comes time to send the reply message... They write it on paper in an encryption, roll it up in a tube, and then shoot the tube out of the fucking plane with a flare on it. Uh And the schmucks at the relay station have to pick it up and then manually relay it. Yeah. First of all, we know this because we see all of this. Thank you once again, excesses in animation. Yep. But also, this is just some weird minutia that you don't often talk talk about. But I'm glad we were here. Yeah, glad 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 y'all showed us this. Glad y'all took, did a bunch of cocaine and stayed up for too long. Yeah, the weirdest part about this, however, is that Blutark apparently this is his last chance to take a swing at the those Ayug guys because if they cross the Pacific Ocean, he has to stay here. But then he yeah. decides to tell that the Ayug are headed a direction not to the Titans or any other Fetty member. He uses the new type lab, their encryption code, to send them a message about the Karaba movements, and that's it. Mm. Specifically so the Titans don't hear about it. Mm -hmm. Hey, pro tip. Those of you seeking to uh, establish your own uh, dictatorships, don't be a dick to the guys on your side already. Yeah. (laughs) Because they'll want to fuck your shit up. Yep. Turns out people don't like you they're not gonna be very nice not gonna be super nice to you i also would not be surprised if like literally uh all the titans stopped being assholes and everyone was like all the other military people were like yeah the titans are pretty cool uh we would avoid all of these problems well more accurately uh they wouldn't have half of their military actively rebelling against them, the dumb idiots. Fucking shitbirds. Dumb shits. Dumb fucks. I'm just asking you people, if you're going to be selfish and evil, be smart about how you're selfish and evil for the love of God. Yeah. (sighs) Anyway, uh, 
Our welcome, welcome to How to Be a Dictator with Fuzzy and Chris. Welcome, welcome to How to Be a Dictator. Uh, step one, watch a bunch of anime and do <laughs> none of those things. Because it's a really good guidepost on what not to do over and yeah. over again. Honestly, like, look at all the dictators. Those are all pretty good guides on what not to do. Yeah, actually. They all the fuck it up real bad. It doesn't end very well. No. They really fuck it up real bad in a lot of ways that seem kind of obvious when you kind of just say them. Yeah. Like, man, they were dicks to, like, everyone. It's in the name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> uh, our boys in Rebellion. Yes. Uh, are on the other ship, hanging out. Amaro and... Bell Blorchka, there it is. Uh, yeah, it doesn't help that you didn't actually write her name. You wrote <laughs> yes, but I also do have to legitimately remember Blorchka every time. Bell Torchka, that's the one. Okay, uh, I, I honestly don't know. I'm just saying the word. I'm like, I think it's Bell Torchka. It's yeah. I I think I think there's less emphasis on that first T, but Belorchka. There's also a bell. It's bell or t-chika. Belorchka. Belorchka. There you go. Something. It's a name. It's a, It's Tomino, Tomino fucking with us again. Oh, you think that's bad? Wait till we get to the end of the episode where I learn something in the next time on that makes every single one of my joints simultaneously crystallize into concrete and then sink me to the bottom of the ocean. There's a man named Four, and it's not Quattro, Chris. I can't keep it from you any longer. There's a, another character, and his name is Four. <laughs> F-O-U-R. Why not? Why not? I don't understand. It's completely different than Quattro. His name... Hi, my name, my name is Four Penises. Chris, I'm gonna shatter you. Yes, please. I don't want to exist anymore. You're... <laughs> Your entire local area is about to collapse like an angel's AT field. Oh, just absolute disintegration. <laughs> You're about to be Tang. <laughs> so they they talk a bit about like, hey, what's a what's a fight about? What's, what why, is, how, why fight? What is the nature of war? And it turns out uh, the answer is deep tongue kissing. Yeah, I. You I know, don't know if they've earned this. So th this is strange. Hear me out. Okay. So to bring the rest of you up to speed, over the course of this conversation, they have a brief chat where uh, Bell basically tells Amaro that he doesn't have his shit together and he forgot how to keep his shit together since the war. She then kisses him on the lips and he goes, what? She then adds, if I... And I'm paraphrasing here. If I can get you to get your shit together with a few rounds of tonsil hockey, I, then sure, I'll kiss the hero of the one-year war and move on. I think she's kind of playing him. Yeah. So yeah, they, they kiss. Char sees it. Oh, I forgot to get to my central thesis. I don't think she's... Oh. I don't think she's really emotionally invested in this in any way. But I also am not sure how old she is offhand. If she is an 18-year-old, she might be dumb enough to do this. I don't know. 
But well, you say that like people are just people are dumb no matter what their age is. That is also true. But I don't know. There's something about the way she says shit and how quickly she flips it's, emotional switches throughout this episode. She is from a different anime. She is from a different anime. I am electing to read that as she's good at her job. But yeah, she is. Her job as a fucking biplane pilot. <laughs> She's a spy, Chris. She's in a biplane! She piloted a biplane through an active mech battle, Chris. And Twice! Yeah. 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 She's from a dip- She's from a World War II anime. Yeah, she's like, an ace pilot from an actual World War II anime. Yeah. This is Domino being like, I'm gonna make the subtext text for a minute with one character. <laughs> With a single character who is a bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, high-romance adventure pilot from World War Two. Yeah, we're suddenly in a pulp, pulp World War Two action movie. Yeah, little bit. Torture. <laughs> um. Uh. Anyways, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think like she's playing a different game. Like she's from a different anime and is also playing chess, and everybody else is playing checkers. Yes, she is playing chess and. Uh, everyone else is playing tic-tac-toe even. Like, yeah. they don't even have a board out. They're just making do with pencils and paper. Yep. Uh, either way, Char does walk out to catch his boyfriend kissing this lady. Uh, he seems chill. Just goes, yeah. gives her, uh, some order to go do something. Uh, not hey, get the fuck out of here. I gotta talk to my boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, they proceed to steal a moment together in an elevator. Yeah. Where, uh, yeah, <laughs> not nearly as much sexual tension as either of us were hoping happens. No, but it's, it, it, it all, it all, it all works. It all works for me. It's fine. <laughs> it does what it needs to for Chris. <laughs> so they, uh, they have a chat and Amar asks if he can steal the Rick Diaz. Char says no. <laughs> uh, they continue chatting and... Char very clearly wants Amro to be in space with him and to join the cause Mm -hmm. with him, too. There's this... It's a subtext, but it's... I can't... I don't feel like I'm putting it there. Like, it feels there. I want you there. You, Amro. With me. I don't... Everyone else, sure, nice bonus. I want you. Yeah. And he's just speaking for all of us at home who are like, yeah, we want that too, buddy. (laughs) Cheers, bitch. I'll drink to that. (laughs) So, uh, they go back and forth for a second, and Char goes, I don't think, I think you're bullshitting. And I think... You're, the real reason you want to stay on Earth is you're scared of seeing Lala in space. Because you're a psychic little force man yep. who will see the ghosts of the dead, and that terrifies yep. you. To which I respond to Char as Nabel, <laughs> No shit, you extended <laughs> edition copy of Lord of the Rings 2, The Two Towers! <laughs> Both of uh, them are monuments to how much of a dumbass you are. <laughs> uh, Amro immediately has a fucking flashback to killing her. <laughs> has a terrible green flashback. 
it's also lime green and very yeah. hard to look at which yeah. on one hand might just be a hell choice by someone by some editor slash colorist and on the other maybe it is the authors I, attempting to make us feel as bad as Amaro. either yeah, way like- my eyeballs hurt I feel like it had to be an intentional choice to like make it uncomfortable. Also, Appallingly like green. Also, like Lala's eye, like the, one of the most defining features of Lala is her bright fucking green eyes. Mm-hmm. So, it like, it's the same color. You're right. Yeah. So I feel like there was there, there was it was peeling do, dealing pulling multiple double duty. There we go. I got there. It's pulling double duty. Yeah. I I repeated that as if I'm going to edit out me fucking up, and I know I'm not. You know. Uh, <laughs> we all know that, but. We appreciate you, uh... That's it, actually. We appreciate you. <laughs> Meanwhile... Oh, oh, no. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, shit. I don't... Uh, Meanwhile, I'm the hanger. <laughs> Camille is giving cats an appropriate amount of shit for drowning his fucking mech. Is this the part where water is just dripping yeah. off the cod piece of this thing? <laughs> he, he lifts up one of the titty vents, and water just goes... And then he just looks at cats. He doesn't say anything for a second. He looks at cats, and cats just goes, "I'm sorry." In this episode, Camille is surprisingly chill about things. I think, yeah, the I would almost argue it's bordering on out of character for how chill yeah. he is. Yeah. In in reality, it's because we need someone to chill the fuck out this episode yeah. because so much other shit's about to happen. Also, I think we can we can say like a lot of pressure is off of Camille right now. Um, because Amaro he fucking has Ray is on the Amaro ship. Amaro and Char, Char as Nabel. Uh and also there's another person. There's someone here who's actually younger than him, so he's not even he's not even like full, carrying the brunt of being the youngest. Yeah, like. A lot of pressure is suddenly taken off. There's still, uh, still a fuckload of it on him. He is still like, the Mark II pilot and all this, that, yeah. and the other. But yeah, actually, this is not something I considered of. He is, at this moment, probably in one of the more comfortable situations he's been in since all this has started popping off. Yeah. Which is saying something, considering they are actively running away from hot pursuit. From overwhelming odds. <laughs> yeah. And overwhelming odds. And Camille is like, you know... Today's an alright Tuesday. Except yeah. for the fact my fucking mech drowned. <laughs> uh, stop stop swimming in my mech, fucking shit. <laughs> yeah, interesting fact, the Mark II uh, doesn't float. <laughs> <laughs> we, find out, we find out later that another one does. Uh, yeah, I lit- I, when I realized I had to pause and take <laughs> that shit frame by frame and being like, does that fucking... Does that mech have a life preserver? It does. I think it does. That's what I. I didn't do. I didn't do frame for frame. We'll get there. It, um, it does. It does. Fuck yes. So, <laughs> so we we find out Cats is going to space. Yes. Uh, yeah. Cats is getting promoted to proper war child. Uh, getting taken to space to do all that funky business. Hayato is staying on Earth because that's where the rest of his family is, and he figures. Mm-hmm. He's also got to lead Karaba. Yeah, he's got to lead Karaba. Hey, fuck it, 15-year-olds are an adult in wartime, I guess. Yep. Says Hayato, not sure this what else fine. to do at this stage. Yeah. Uh, pl- Everyone, please, gentle reminder. 
Don't. Don't. Do not. Uh, anyway. Zamro getting in a Rictius. Yes. Uh, which is not as nefarious as this shot makes it seem. <laughs> this shot makes it seem like Amuro is about to steal the Dias. He does not steal the Dias. No, he doesn't pull a Camille or, or an Amuro. Or a Katz. Or a cat. <laughs> Uh, I can't wait. I, I can't wait to by the end, I can't wait to be like on our deathbed doing this podcast and being like and he pulls a you know on a meal uh, just listing every Gundam listing every protagonist every, and then at the end and cats and cats <laughs> don't forget about um, cats he did do that he did it once uh, I I'll be honest when I saw when I saw him getting in Rick Diaz I was a little disappointed I really fucking wanted Amaro and Nemo. I, I want him in an emo. I want him. I want him in so many suits. Actually, <laughs> I want him. I, I want him back in the the Gundam. I'm really hoping that once they get the Zeta up and running, they're just like. I mean, I mean, we got this Gundam shaped dude. I'm. I'm and curious. We got this Gundam shaped dude. I'm, I'm honestly curious if we'll keep Amaro around that long. I cannot possibly in my wild... Okay. I still maintain my thesis that the UC timeline is the story of two boyfriends who just never yeah. quite deal with it. Yeah. Except for a couple of weird instances. So, <laughs> I w I'm gonna argue Amro's gonna be a around a while. But you're, you could be right. And I could be wrong. Yeah, my only my only reasoning is since Amro has been on the scene, Camille is not the protagonist anymore. Like we have completely stopped focusing on Camille's journey. Yeah, which is fine. I like what we're doing right now. To also and be I fair, he hasn't had anything happen to him in particular until yeah. the end of this episode, which is actually a significantly bigger twist than I thought it is. Yeah. Uh, things happen. This episode, I'm really curious about what's going to happen next episode. Like, right? They, they, this 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 series keeps changing shit on us. Yeah, <laughs> it seems like it's about to split into two completely separate shows. Also, where the fuck is like? Okay, no, Rico is back in space. Yes, Ty is somewhere. Yes, but we're not following either of them right now. No. Sadly. Uh, uh, in fact, we're not following any of our space AUG friends. No. We have no idea what they've been up to. So that's since. the question: Is are we going to ignore our friends who just went to space? Uh, maybe. But also, like Char has been such a secondary protagonist. Yeah. Well. Okay. We'll get there. So uh, Hayato is planning. Oh my uh, god! And this is where the pigeon happens. No, br brief sidebar: We have. Is constantly, almost constantly followed Char as Nable so far. Yeah. Nice. Uh, what if we just leave Camille? <laughs> that, that's what I'm wondering. <laughs> I think you're. I think they're definitely going to split it, or they're not going to be gone very long. Yeah. So yes, uh, Hayato is doing some planning. Turns mm -hmm. out, Belor sends a fucking pigeon to uh, the Caraba base. This part I really like too. So the pigeon goes in the little pigeon coop and lands on a on a roost thing that is weighted 
or that is a switch that then tells the guy downstairs that a pigeon just landed. Yeah. So then he runs my, up and collects the pigeon. <laughs> my favorite thing about this scene is I didn't realize those little things that were hanging down were just like rubber or something that you can just push through. And I thought that fucking pigeon just bust through some bars. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. Uh, no, no jail can keep me for I am pigeon. <laughs> Boosh, motherfucker. Um, no, they're hinged at the top. Yeah. Uh, I do think they are, um, like, they even designed it visually in such a way where it's like, oh, these only open one direction. Mm -hmm. The fact they managed that in, like, a couple of frames of animation. Yeah. Good job, thank you. They, um, it turns out they can only take two mobile suits. uh, And at some point, they say that the Hyakushiki has to be one of them. That is later. Uh, Okay. Initially, at this point, this information makes it seem as if uh, they never... So earlier, you know, Amaru asks for the Rick Diaz, and Char goes, no, we have to keep it safe, it's a Ayug thing. Yeah. We then learn that only two suits can go to space, so it sure seems like they never intended on bringing the Diaz in the first place. Because <laughs> why would they, when they have the Mark II and the Hyaku? Well, is it well? Here's the thing: the Mark II getting in. They've already they've already sent two Mark IIs off to get dismantled. Right, right. Uh, however, the the Titans have do not have a Rick Diaz. That is so true. I, I would I would say that Send they the probably Rick planned Diaz on the... yeah they probably planned on leaving the the Mark II. There is that. I I just automatically assume they would never do that because it's called Mobile Suit Gundam. Yeah, you. Yeah, but they don't know that. They don't know they're in a show called Mobile Suit Gundam. Don't they? Don't uh, they? Maybe I don't know. Because they, they do keep, keep making Gundams. They do keep making and naming things Gundams. Yeah, which sure seems pretty suspicious to me. <laughs> anyway, uh, I I I want to just while we're on it. And this is the thing that's just going to keep coming up until they get off Earth. I'm assuming. I'm, I'm assuming. Probably. But I really fucking like the juxtaposition of our Earth tech and like future Earth tech. Mm-hmm. Like that they're using a shuttle to take these things back into space rather than a spacecraft. Yes. They're using. There's a fucking biplane on this giant this giant plane thingy, like this this giant fucking aircraft carrier in the sky. Just has a biplane on it. Yep. Uh, and I this just, aircraft just seeing carrier them that can also carry like ten mechs. Yeah. Also, just can land a biplane in it. Yep. I just, I, I, God, I really love, I really love Zeta, y'all. Yeah, right. It's really fucking it's very good. good. The Karaba proceed to start getting their shit together for the AU fellas to come down and get yoked into space. <laughs> Meanwhile, we meet a new subordinate who I think shows up in the next episode. We don't get a name, but his first line is, "Did I lose a bet with you?" <laughs> to Blue. Yeah. Uh I don't remember the rest of what they share, but uh the long and the short of it is they have a quick chat about uh they're going to attack like now. Yep. They proceed to the Karaba. They do exactly that. <laughs> yep. The Karaba folk get their shit together into suits. Uh, Bell lays it on real thick for Amro, real handsy. Yeah. Uh, 
Also, like, I was I was immediately like, oh, she's dead. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> not only the kiss, but she's also getting like Handsy. into it with him, yeah. and then jumping in a massively underpowered vehicle for this combat. She might have been better. Like, yeah, according to my normal sense of Gundam logic, she would have. She might have been better off getting into literally a steel ball that fell out of the sky. <laughs> Her odds of survival might be slightly better. Mm -hmm. Uh, no, she turns out fine. Shocking everyone. Mm -hmm. Uh, so Katz gets in the rictus with Amuro because he wants to tell Bright Noah that Amuro Ray is back, and I'm like, he's gonna know. <laughs> he's gonna. He's gonna hear about it. <laughs> Probably because his boyfriend won't shut up about it for like 30 <laughs> minutes. Bright's gonna be trying to get a drink in the fucking lounge for once, and fucking Char's gonna walk up behind him and talk about Amuro for 45 minutes as he gets progressively tipsier. I heard Amuro's got a 12-pack. Right, now. He, he, does, he doesn't. He doesn't. I've heard it, though. I've seen it. I saw him take his shirt off. I somehow completely believe you lieutenant <laughs> it's good that's nice captain i mean lieutenant do, do you want to see a picture <sighs> you're gonna show me whether i open my eyes or not yeah, yep there yeah. it is <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> fuck <laughs> just Char being real happy that mom rose his boyfriend <laughs> Have you heard about how good my boyfriend is? <laughs> Meanwhile, Bright, I thought you were gonna bring my wife to safety. <laughs> well, I was, but then I met my boyfriend again, and you know, I thought you'd understand. Also, yeah, they never that never comes up, is it? Oh, it will next episode, baby! Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she's back next episode, and I'm, oh, no, I'm very so excited. excited. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> I have to use the signal. Uh, tells us to take care of himself, and then try to do the same. Uh, Char oh, yeah, Char has this line. I'm like, I'm kind of excited to be a substitute dad, and I'm like, Char, fucking no, do not. <laughs> He yeah. In the Japanese, he goes. I'm happy to have this experience as a father figure. I think it'll be good for me. To which Hayato almost like just Malcolm in the middles of the camera, just like, are you fucking? Are you are you seeing this shit? Are you Char is so fucking this awkward and weird, and doesn't know it. He's just and he thinks he's the coolest. He really did. And what's hilarious is what we knew less about him he was. Yeah. My, <laughs> it works. It, it works a hundred percent until you know him. He's such a fucking dweeb. And then you're like, oh my god, he's a fucking dweebus who deserves swirlies. <laughs> I, I mean, good luck trying. He'll fuck you up. <laughs> well, yeah, but that doesn't mean he doesn't deserve them. <laughs> He'll Just let Amro give him swirlies. <laughs> I'm sure. Is that what the kids are calling it these days? <laughs> I don't know uh, what they do when they have no gravity God. and they dicks out. I Holy shit. do 
I wonder if the helicopter is a viable mode of transportation in zero G. <laughs> I don't. Well, I think at that stage you just in zero G a helicopter wouldn't be, but like just a handheld fan would work as long as you have atmosphere. <sighs> so, uh, everybody launches on Dodai's. So do the Fetties. Uh, Amro is like, oh fuck, <laughs> what's going? I'm sorry, I'm completely on another place of I want to know the NASA secrets on when they tried sex in space because they've had to have done it, right? Yeah. Someone someone has to have. I want to know how how fast you fly backwards when you jizz. Stolen joke. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) Uh... The best part is, half of you knew the one I was doing. Uh, no, but really, I want to... What? I know they have them. I know they have the information we seek. Just admit it. We're all cool with it. We all want to, A, high-five the first people to fuck in space. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. deserve it. Yep. Because... Because oh, what yeah. if it was bad though? What if it was? I mean, I, don't be wrong. I would have bad sex in space just to have sex in space. Well, but what yeah. if it was real bad? It's, what if it was not as fun as we're all thinking it was? Have you ever had sex free floating in water? No, because water's garbage for loot. Whilst true, shut up. Uh, <laughs> either way, the point is, if you have no place for fulcrum. Yeah, well, I mean, there's there's ropes in this place, buddy. I mean, yeah, there's... You're gonna make an intricate pulley system so you can fuck as you drift and careen off the walls of the ISS? Don't fucking kink shame me, bro. What the fuck? (laughs) I'm I'm sorry you really want to have sex as if you're the DVD screensaver. Every once in a while, you'll hit the corner of the ISS and everyone cheers. <laughs> uh, all right, but back in this game, this game, this show, back in this world, <laughs> you're wrong podcast. Where they they do fuck in space, but also don't tell us about it. Bastards! There, there are entire generations of people born in space. How do you fuck in space? Tell us! Tell us, science! Tell us, you fucking cowards! Richard Branson, get me to space. <laughs> uh. I'm not propositioning Richard Branson for the record. <laughs> Good. Uh, I do want his space plane, though. I need the space plane. I'll, I'll wait for him to to like be cool. I I I didn't say I needed it legally. So do you want no, to I mean, commit like, Grand safe. Theft Auto? I'll wait for them to be safe. Oh yeah. If I nut in space, so who cares if I go up in flames on the way down? I nutted in space. They'll give me a statue. And you documented it for the rest of us, because Nazis are cowards. Yeah, they'll build a statue of me on the moon. So... Don't ask what it's made of, though. So, Char promises to be a good dad, because his resume. Uh... Also, Camille visibly rolls his eyes. They <laughs> all launch on Dodai's. Similarly, uh, the Fetties also do this. However, Amaro, being Amaro, immediately psychically detects them. Yeah. And is just like, oh, they also haven't noticed us. 
cats, we're taking a detour. Hard turn. Uh, Beltorchka. Torchic, meanwhile, manages to guide the boys back to Hickory Base, and uh, Camille is just generally unimpressed. Cha. Cha! Um, so. <clears throat> Congratulations on hitting your Patreon milestone. Us gunheads need our mobile suit fandom fix more frequently. Here's to the increased stress, frantic typing, and wondering just what the hell you were thinking letting complete strangers dictate your production schedules. Clink's glass. Yeah, fuck you too, buddy. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah. So no, uh, we've mood. got we've got an email from uh, listener Sean. Uh, when Degwood Zombie died, did his monster dong die as well? And if it didn't, what mobile suit should use it to enact its sentient zombie dong vengeance upon the cruel, cruel universe? What? So we we've that we've posited many many re, like uses for the the severed uh, member of Degwin Zabi. <laughs> Which, this for the record, just tube. looks like another smaller Degwin Zabi. Yeah, um, I. But I, I like to say, what if what if Degwin Zabi's monster dong went on to become a mobile suit pilot? Well, so this is. This is something interesting. This is the first time I've heard Degwin Zombie and Zombie set. Excuse me, Degwin Zombie's Monster Dong and uh, Zombie. Specifically, the word Zombie hyphen Dong was yes. uttered in this email. <laughs> yes. Uh, th- this combination of things made me remember the Devil Gundam exists. Okay, hold on. Let me Google Devil Gundam. So this is the main antagonist of the G Gundam, which is, and I'm not kidding, a collection of cells that take over the Gundam parts and turn them into semi-sentient zombie things that want to conquer, kill, and consume. Also, it's literally a giant head. It's also, it's got a head in its chest. It's it's got a head in its chest. It's got a head on its head. It's got head on head on head. It is a giant cock that infects and hates. Degwinzab and canonically, as Tomino has said, every Gundam is in the same universe, just further along the timeline. Uh-huh. Ergo, Degwinzabi's monster dong, like a lich's phylactery, at some point will go into hiding. And will reemerge in the future century as the Devil Gundam. Can I? Can I say something? Uh, you have some really complicated feelings about this giant robot franchise. Now that I'm revealing these plot details to you, no, no. I kind of like the Devil Gundam. Yeah, it's actually pretty fucking cool. <laughs> Like, he got so, he, look at how fucking big his arms are. I I do want I should also note here that he's got multiple forms and Yeah, I've seen I see I see the one where he's just like a torso coming out of a head. So, yeah, I'm going to show you I'm going to show you the one I'm looking at right yeah, now. Yeah, I, I found him. I found him. Uh I also and, love and, that his chin is also his dick. Yeah. 
So just point at a dude, laugh, look, look, look at look at this fucking art. This is art. Where where are you putting this? Uh, oh, uh, recording chat. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. That's so fucking good. He's got knobby bits on his shoulders and vents. Yeah. And like he can't put his arms down because his little his second head spiky Gundam bits are are up under his armpits. Yeah. Yeah, no. Also, he could punch a hole in the universe. I absolutely do. I have wanted to like pop off the top half of Devil Gundam and just use the top half because don't get me wrong, head legs is very good. I just have other ideas. <laughs> Okay, so in short, uh, Degwin Zombie's Monster Dong, Zombie Dong, Gundam. Zombie. Yes. Pilots eventually. the Devil Gundam. Yes, it okay. eventually becomes the Devil Gundam, not becomes just Becomes the Devil. Oh. Yeah. Oh, a twist. Yeah, yeah. Now, I've just found something you need to see immediately. Oh, God. Uh, okay. Hard pivot all of a sudden. This is uh, a new okay. evolution of the Devil right. Gundam. Okay. Yes, I saw that. I saw that. I was so fucking excited. <laughs> for, for the record, this is uh, Devil Gundam, but instead of Gundam, GM. The Devil yeah. GM. It, and it's, it's extremely good. It is. Yes, we will make sure to tweet it when this episode goes up. One we will us, not. One of us needs to. We someone will not. Tell us. Just poke someone, us. Someone. Yeah. Or someone just do it for us. We'll retweet you. That's also an option. <laughs> Uh, okay, so we've got a Cha from Aaron Henley on Twitter. Uh, considering the original target of Colony Drop in 0079 was Jabro, which would have done more environmental damage, the Colony Impact or the two nuclear bombs? I'm going to go ahead and say considering, considering we've never heard of Australia since, <laughs> that would have been worse than two, <laughs> two nukes going off. Probably. Uh... I do I do think if they had managed to drop that on South America instead of Australia, uh, we would be having a very different Gundam show. Yeah, everybody would have Australian accents. Uh, no, because... we would be completely fuckled. <laughs> like, I, th I think just due to... Like, Jabiro is off the Amazon. Uh-huh. It's deep in Brazil. Yeah. So imagine a, a. I recognize Australia, big, but I also mm. believe the colony hit uh, just off Sydney. Either way, that's a lot of shit getting launched into space. I think, I think we might have ended up with a global thermonuclear winter. Yeah. Full tilt. Like we're we're deep in that post-apocalypse at that stage. Why has there not been a post-apocalypse Gundam, however? This is a question for Tomino. Why hasn't... Please. Why haven't you done that? Tomino, what the fuck? Watch as we were suddenly informed of the six post-apocalypse Gundams we didn't know about. <laughs> uh, okay, and we don't have any new reviews. Um... I don't know. By now, by the time you're hearing this, we are almost definitely weekly. God, we hope so. Uh, it should be. I'm going to cut this out. I'm I'm hoping to like 
edit like two or three this week and if not this week definitely while the week i'm off and then just just i'm just gonna edit them all all the ones we have and then start sending uh episodes to to will after that hell yeah uh i uh i'm gonna burp nope okay burp i didn't i lied i fucking lied you lied to me yeah fucking piece of shit (laughs) so uh we come back to them landing uh also immediately wondering where the fuck that rick diaz went what what that rick diaz do yeah cool details happen on the dodai landing mostly it's landing gear coming down apparently mm-hmm. there's skis not wheels, yeah. which seems like which a bad plan it seems like a real bad plan seems Sounds like you're gonna lose some skis and also fuck up some landing pads yep Quattro jumps out of the Yaku to chat with the shuttle crew. He is informed that the Argama has been ordered to 100% retrieve the Hyaku Shiki and Quattro and fuck everything else. Yep. Meanwhile, up at Hayato's ship, uh, the Ashimar is taking pot shots, but Amuro interrupts it and starts killing Monoais just like the good old days. And boy howdy, does he sure yeah. seem to come out a swangin'. Yeah, we'll talk about it when he fights the thing. But goddamn, Amaro's fucking good. Yeah, that guy last episode just ne- just needed to smooch. Really did. She was one hundred percent right. If I can just get your fucking shit going by playing Sticking with my your tongue t- in your mouth. Yeah, if I can just play with your tongue with my tongue, I'm willing to do that. You're pretty cute. On top of that, also mm. it's war. Who gives a fuck? We need you. I to drive a biplane good. in fucking flying tank warfare. I I might die tomorrow. I'm getting this. I am <laughs> getting this. Just fucking underhand grabs the balls. I am <laughs> getting this. This is uh, mine now. <laughs> uh, silly I like her personifying her as something that she's 100 percent not at all. <laughs> no. Uh, or maybe she is the wrong word. She is a person. Characterizing. There we go. We got there. She Uh, she is already a person. (laughs) (laughs) She may be fictional, but she is technically a human person. Yeah. Uh, Hayato orders the suits to launch. Uh, Decides to go to the mech bay his damn self. For I was uh-huh. real hopeful for a oh second. Oh god, I was so fucking excited, I was Fuzzy. So ready. They blue balled me real fucking they hard. So did. Oh my god, I was. Spoiler alert: He doesn't get in a fucking suit. We were both dick out and ready. <laughs> <laughs> like so it's good. Nice of you to assume I wasn't already. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, it's we're watching Gundam. The dick is already out constantly. <laughs> in perpetuity God, what we, if a new we, suits uh, comes up i need to be ready i know this shouldn't be a surprise to me now by now we, we're so many fucking episodes into this but i am just we make so many fucking dick jokes fuzzy <laughs> just constant dip I, i'm fucking amazed anybody listens to us i don't know if i could listen to us i you and yet you do <laughs> i do i i, I have to yeah <laughs> multiple times a week sometimes it's I don't uh, I I just want to hey everybody listening I'm so fucking sorry <laughs> no at this stage you're 60 episodes in this is your fault too I'm so fucking sorry <laughs> tell your friends <laughs> spread uh, anyway spread the word of the monster dong uh, 
Uh, Hiyaku gets loaded up into the shuttle, and uh, Camille says he's going to go get cats. Yep. Uh, Char wants to chase after and is like, can you let the Hyaku out of the big clamps that keep it safe? And the guy's just like, no, and walks no, away. we fucking told you. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> no, and leaves. It's great. I love when people just turn to Char and go, no, no. and there's nothing else. Char's <laughs> just like, fucking all right, I guess. I would, I, would, I would actually watch like 10 straight minutes of people rejecting anything Char as Nable is doing or saying. <laughs> just people telling Char no. Yeah. Uh, good compilation. So... Uh, Bell is taking passes, almost gets hit by Isaac, but then Amaro just fucking teleports nope. behind her and stops the bullets. You're welcome. This is not the only time he does that in this fight, and yeah, Ch- Amaro goes from zero to Goku really yeah. fast. Yeah, uh, uh, Amuro's main ability seems to be instant transmissioning mobile suits. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Between He is always where he needs to be. <laughs> Instantly. Yeah. In fact, he was there the whole time. <laughs> and you're already dead. <laughs> so, he, he saves her, is like, hey, uh, get out of here. He then takes out another Hyzak, uh... Amuro gets deets on where Hickory is, proceeds to... Which is the air base, right? Uh, yes. Hickory's just the name of the air base? Okay. Yes. Uh, which, uh, uh, yeah, Bell, Bell tells him, like, look down into your left, uh, and he does, and he sees, like, through the fog, because again, keep in mind, like, on the ground, there's a shitload of fog. Yep. This whole time. Uh, it's kind of important. Um, he sees it, and he starts going towards it, and he, like, pulls a fu- huh, he pulls a fucking gun... Out of his and hands jacket. It, and hands it to Katz and says, hey, you're going to need this where you're going. <laughs> this is the gun I tried to kill Char with. <laughs> the, hey, this is the gun I shot at Char as Nabel with. You might uh, need it. To which he, to which Katz responds, oh, but isn't this very important to you? Uh, and I feel like Char, uh, Almero's response in his head is like, no, I mean not really. <laughs> Gun, take it. In my in my head, Amro's response is, "You don't understand. This is the char gun. <laughs> I have not shot at anything else with this gun. It still has his smell on it. Don't watch it. <laughs> it, it hunts for him. You see, <laughs> my goal is to make it so that this gun, if I throw it, will just boomerang at his forehead because he'll deserve it by that point." <laughs> Would you like to guess where... Take that gun, put it in your back pocket. Char's counterattack, bam, gun comes back. Oh, no! Does it? No! Oh. <laughs> I have no idea. I thought you knew that's, Char's counterattack. That's such a... I was ten! <laughs> I hadn't seen Zeta yet! All right, fine. Anyways, uh... <laughs> Amro... Amro shows up and like is talking to Char within the the, the the DS and he says I need you to take Cats off my hands and it's fucking hilarious to me because Cats is in the DS's hands I need you to take Cats off my hands my hands aren't big enough 
That's a grown child. He can walk. Damn. Katz is also visibly hiding something behind his back. I can't This is so here. strange. I, th- I feel like I missed something here. Because Amro's like, no, Char, you have to go to space. Uh, and Katz is like, I will fucking shoot you if you don't go to space, Char. <laughs> I... So yeah, that all happens. I read this situation as Amaro and Katz both know damn well that that dumb shit in the red over there will break this shuttle in order to save that other boy child he has been (laughs) mentoring this whole time. Mm. So we have to give this boy child a fucking gun (laughs) in order to make it clear because Char is completely unthreatened by this. No. And we find out why in a second. (laughs) Yeah. Completely unthreatened by this and goes along with it. And yeah. just goes to the cockpit, doesn't complain, because I think he can tell this isn't about actually keeping him somewhere against his will. It's about making a very clear point to him that he mm. has a greater purpose than fighting on the ground as a yeah. grunt. He's char-fucking-as-nable. Char-as-nable. Either way, this was one of the greatest Chekhov's guns I've ever been a part of, because it involved an actual gun, and it was pointed <laughs> at Char as an able. It was a great day. Uh, we... I, I, Camille's uh, dueling. Yes. Uh, against Ashim, Blue the and the Ashimar. Uh, well, I, I missed this cool part. Shit. You said Hayato launches an unmanned Nemo running basic programs? What happened there? What's so this? So when this. Hayato goes down to the thing, he did order while he was up in the in the cockpit to launch a couple of Nemos on Dodais that were unmanned. He then goes down and does it himself and specifically mentions that this Dodai he is launching has no pilot. Uh, and also asks, please... Please at least take out one Isaac. Just shoot and take out one Isaac. <laughs> and it does. Uh, yeah, he just puts one Nemo on autopilot and sends it out, and apparently it takes out a Isaac, which really, I think, says something more about the grunts Blue Tark keeps around more than anything Yeah, they're else. not great. I feel... I, this episode makes me feel kind of bad for them. Especially, like... Uh, Oh god, I can't wait to get that point. Never mind, let's just keep going. Uh, I this is uh, this is one of my favorite parts of this scene is Katz and, and uh, Char are strapped into the shuttle waiting. Katz has the gun pointed at Char <laughs> still, uh, and and uh, Char asks Katz if he's scared. I think Katz says no, yes, and, or doesn't respond. What was it? Uh, initially, he doesn't respond, and mm-hmm. then Char goes. It's a little hard to shoot someone with the safety on. Yeah. Or excuse me, in uh, Japanese he specifically says guns typically don't fire when the safety latch is engaged. Yeah, that's what that's what he said. That's what, that was in the English too. Uh but then after he says like after Katz doesn't respond that he's scared, uh Char is like, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm very scared. I'm I'm quite scared. Uh he specifically is scared because he's out of con- he doesn't have any control over the situation. He has to sit there. He likes to be moving and he's not. Yep. Uh, and that, I thought that was a really good moment. Like, Char as Nabel just told Katz that he's fucking scared. Yes. 
it's like fuck you toxic masculinity what well, it it's also very smart on char's part because he's mm-hmm. also a very good manipulator right okay maybe maybe i make the wrong read here well but. <laughs> no it's i think it's both because char here here's the thing I think Char during Zeta is making a legitimate effort to be a better person compared to the guy we saw in 0079 for a lot mm-hmm. of reasons. However, Char's instincts are to be a bad person <laughs> and do bad things to complete his own selfish goals. Right. He's not used to uh, being altruistic for the sake of it. No. But so, at during this part, sure, I think it's both. Because on one hand, yes, he gets out of being in danger here by opening up. But on the other hand, he has had nothing but legitimate respect for his old foes throughout this. And like, yeah. this is a 15-year-old child pointing a gun at someone. Uh-huh. We should de-escalate for just yeah. kind of the group. So back back with the fight with Amuro and uh, how about I say Kai Camille, uh, <laughs> fucking Camille's Dodai gets taken out. Yep, uh, and Amuro fucking catches him on his. So now they're fucking doubling up on that Dodai. Yep, which is real cool. Uh, it's even God. He manages to pull like a crazy save for a moment too, and then catch Camille. I forget what exactly happens, but mm-hmm. either way, after he catches Camille, Amuro goes aim downwards and shoot with your bazooka. To which Camille goes, "What? I don't see an enemy over there. Trust me, Hello? shoot." So Camille really? does. Uh, Blue Tide goes, "Ha ha! You'll Let's never be able to hit me this way." Hey, uh, hey, Camille, a little bit lower. Now shoot. And it immediately takes out Blutark's uh, face. Again. Again. Uh, the shuttle begins its final countdown after getting word from the Orgama via laser. That's the one. Uh, Camille and Amaro <laughs> are on the way back with Bell. With <laughs> No, I don't remember the rest, or else I would do it even more deep fried. <laughs> the last Isaac is uh, still giving some trouble, to, at which point Camille jumps in front of Belle uh, to protect her and also shoot the fucker. Turns out that was unneeded because Amuro is a ninja. Yeah. <laughs> I like literally like literally Camille goes okay I'm going to do this so there's a Hyzak coming at them right on a Dodai yeah. their Bell's plane is in front of Amuro and Camille Camille jumps from that Dodai in front of Bell I would like to note that that Hyzak is still like half a mile away Amuro somehow off screen manages to get far and above the high Zack and then swoop down and slice its backpack power unit clean yes. off in a single yeah. stroke. To which Bell and Camille are both like, what the fuck? 
I would like I would like to remind everyone that Amuro was behind both of these people the last they looked. Yeah. And then he ended a dude. Yeah. Now, specifically, I would also like to note that uh, Amuro just removes the backpack unit, which does not kill mm-hmm. the guy inside. Mm-mm. And it seems Amuro does that several times throughout this fight. Yeah, a lot. Uh, Amuro is so skilled that he can he he's he's able to just like not kill like, okay. You. I'm going to take them out without killing the pilot. That's legitimately one of the most threatening fucking things you can say about yeah, it. He's just operating on such a different fucking level. Everybody else is fighting to survive. Amuro's fighting to not kill people. Amuro's fighting to decide who lives and dies. Right? If Amuro um, kills someone, it's generally a conscious decision. Yeah, actually. The one... Man, the one time he didn't, it affected him so hard, he got real good. Yeah. I'm not uh, wrong. Uh, Camille tells uh, uh, Beltran to get to get back on the ship. Uh, uh, she listens. Thank God. Yeah, Hayato uh, gets back to the cockpit and like steadies it out so that she can land. And the idea is like as soon as she lands, they're going to drop altitude uh, into the fog. Yeah, Blue Tark shoots a decoy, uh, and this is the part I wanted to talk about. Camille sees Am- saw Amaro do the backpack maneuver. And tries to do it himself with his laser sword, I think, right? Yes. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, he goes hmm. for a stab. Yeah. Which, uh... I recognize we're kind of putting a comedic spin on this for the moment because podcast and not real people, but he just pokes a little too hard and yeah. goes through too much Zaku at once. And it and it really upsets him. He's like, fuck, I got the pilot. It God damn it. It does really upset him. It, yeah. Because this whole time, he's been, every time he's taken somebody out, he gets upset. Like, oh, why did you make me do that? Like, why did you get too close to me? And now he's seeing that there is clearly a way to yeah. not have to do that. It just also I, requires you be a god. Also, I do like... I, well, I, you say that. I do like how immediately... Because this is a thing with Camille. Yeah. Uh, this is a thing that keeps happening with him. Is he, he sees something and he immediately tries to do it himself. Yeah, that like, is true. Uh, he. This is the, literally the second uh, uh, mobile suit he fought. He tried. To, he tried to pull off what Amaro did, and it's not like he just completely fucked it up. Mm-hmm. He did. He hit where he was going. He just went a little too far. Yes. Uh. So I. I really like that. It's such a good moment because it shows that, like Camille do, really doesn't want to kill people. Uh, Camille learns from seeing. He learns uh, really fucking fast. Because... And le- yeah, learns very fast. L- l- like let's not let's not bury that lead either. He still managed to find another target who was aware of him and still teleport behind that guy to take him out. Yeah. Like he managed all the other steps mm-hmm. on the first try. Yeah. And God, even more cool shit. So at some point, I can't remember where it is, but like Amro Amro ha- either has or is about to lose his Dodai too, and like both Camille and Amuro are falling through the sky, just jetting around. Mm-hmm. And, and Blue Tark is like, aha, you'll never outmaneuver me in the, my, my transforming mobile suit. Ha ha ha. Aha. And they, he cannot fucking keep up with them. He just can't do it. Every time he gets a position on one, the other takes a shot at him. Yep. 
and they just always have position over him and he's like what the fuck yeah he gets super overconfident during this fight yeah. and he almost kills camille and amro's like go fuck yourself well so camille manages to get a really solid hit and blow off uh the ashamar's left arm it yep. starts falling through the sky and grabs onto the Mark II and pulls out yep. its laser sword and is like, if I'm going down, I'm taking you with me. Yep. Just before that fucker is about to hit, Amaro, legendary swordsman that he is, Zatoichi's that shit. That yep. hand, gone. Clean yep. off. Single yep. slice. Uh, then Camille is released, drops away. Amuro immediately switches that sword around, stab direct through the cockpit. Yeah. Kills Blue Tark immediately, causing the Ashimar to explode in a perfect sphere. This uh-huh. shot is also really cool. Like, it's yeah. exploding. The Mark II is watching it, like in the midground off to the right while some real like great wave shit happens in the foreground mm-hmm. it's real tasty it's really well like set up yeah i also like during this whole fight camille has like tried to warn amaro a, a, like once or twice like hey we're skimming the ocean like be careful and amaro is just fucking super chill about it the whole time <laughs> well it's because it turns out he's had a plan all along because mm-hmm. remember Amuro Ray reads manuals. He does. And we saw him get in earlier. So you can uh-huh. bet that that entire off-screen time he He's read... He's just reading the fucking manual. I bet God. he read the entire guide for the Rick Diaz. He knows more about the Rick Diaz than Char does. Yeah, you know, because you know Char has it. I just love the fact that Amuro Ray's superpower is reading manual. RTFM. <laughs> Read the fucking manual. <sighs> Amuro... You fucking hero. Uh, <laughs> the so hero the shuttle who just launches reads the fucking manual. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The shuttle launches. Uh, Camille uh, managed to get. So oh, the the Rigdius splashes down, and this is where we see like it's got built-in fucking uh, life preservers. Yeah, its its belt has a ring of life-preserving orbs that'll just blow out and keep the Dias floating. Yeah. Uh, but apparently, I don't. We don't see it. But apparently, the the Gundam has enough thrust to get it back to uh, a landing safely. Yep. Um, so, no, no, yeah, they land back to the the Adumla. Yeah. Um, and we watch. Oh, it's such a cool scene. We see like uh, Bell and Camille standing in the hangar as a helicopter like ha- is carrying in the RTS. <laughs> yep. Lifting and it's, it I'm out like, of the water. yes. Fuck yeah, I love they sent a helicopter to pick that fucking thing out of the water. Yep. Uh, they have a brief chat here where uh, Belle wonders to herself, like, you know, I'm not a big fan of meek, weak-willed dudes, but I'm not sure how much of a fan of warlike, mean-spirited dudes I am either. To which Camille goes, What is wrong <laughs> with you people? <laughs> <laughs> there was a bit before that too that i liked that they were both like uh one of them was like oh it looks like amaro's back and the other was like fuck yeah it does <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's that too <laughs> poor fucking camille just i 
Y'all are too horny for me, god yeah, damn. Camille- <laughs> I am 16 years of yeah, age. Yeah, I like the fact that like a lot of Camille's things is like, can we focus on this the, this, the, this war is happening? Can we be less horny in this Please? god's airplane? <laughs> uh, oh my god. Either way, uh, after that, Camille then goes, I just like to think that he's a new type. So does she. She's like, yeah, me too. Uh, to which we, the audience, go, no shit, you fucking nimrods. Yeah, so are, I think, both of you? Both of you. <laughs> I know Camille for sure. If Bell, if Bell is not, I don't know what the fuck they, like, they were leading us astray in the, our first episode. They were leading us somewhere, yeah. I think they just wanted to really make it clear that that was Char as Nable. <laughs> And there's absolutely no getting around it. So, they're, uh, they watch him come back. Uh, he lands. Belor immediately starts getting teary-eyed and hugs Amaro for his yeah. safe return, which is really just doubling into my, I think she's overplaying it to make him a better fighter for the moment. Because it's like, she's crying real hard. She does like three separate, oh my god, you're safe hugs on him yep. and like buries her face in his chest. And the rest of the scene, like, he's just arm, he's just got an arm around her waist yep. and she's just attached to him. Yep. And I'm like, this happened so fucking fast. What the shit happened here? And I, so I agree. I think I agree with you. I think she's playing him. I think she, I think she has to be that or she really well, she, is just in the wrong anime. <laughs> Okay, she's hey, she's definitely in the wrong anime. Also, maybe like we we might be dis- discounting some weird psychic connections things that's happening. I do. I, the thought occurred to me as we just re as you just reminded me, Belor was a was a new type. Yeah, there also might be some of that of like because they all seem to be drawn to each other in some way. Yeah, I th- I think there is the the strands of fate pull new types together, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, just like stand users and uh, people Goku <laughs> needs to kick in the dick. But uh, it, it'll be interesting to see. I am very worried about her being murdered soon, though, because God, I don't think that they, because they can't kill Amaro. From what I understand, Amaro's around for Char's counterattack, right? Right. So he's got to stick around. He's the only safe. people we know are for sure safe are Bright, Amaro, and Char. Uh-huh. Those are the only people I know are definitely 100% safe. Which puts her in a very precarious situation with how it puts Gundam handles it love interests. It puts literally every other person we have seen on a precarious yeah. position. Uh, I don't. I think it's real fucked up because if we ever see if Char and Amro ever kiss, the world will end because Tomino wouldn't know who which one to kill. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> oh, uh, it, it's got to come up in a second, but I want to flash back when I think it was when when uh, Camille thought he was going to get killed by uh, Blue. Uh, he had a flash of Fa. Yep. Uh, and that's important for in a second. Uh, also, it was important in the moment of like it, it is something like because a lot of Camille has been like, Ugh, <laughs> get away from me. Yeah, I don't huh. like any of this. But like it is, he does have. Feelings, feelings for and for feelings for Fa, and they might not be romantic, but he does he does like like her and care for her, and he he like he thought about her when he thought he was going to die, like yeah. <laughs> which 
also is I just now thought about this uh, old saying my dad always told me of like typically in war when someone's calling out for a force to help them usually mm-hmm. it's first your mom then god and then your partner yeah or friend one of the right. two uh yeah it occurs to me that my my sweet boy here is absent both of the first options yeah. uh for a variety of reasons yeah mom dead dad dead god abandoned him <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Even if he exists, I don't know I don't know if Camille can uh face mm-hmm. him down without throwing a few punches. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, so anyways, that's a, that's a good really good character moment. But back in this present, Kai Hayato gets a message from Kai and instead of opening it, hands it to Amaro. Yep. Who who then just stares at it? It's like, oh, Kai, huh? And they all get into like a, a little scrum together. Yeah. Uh, and then Hayato uh, Amaro's like do you think or one of them's like do you think i should open it and the other's like yeah and then they just stand there yeah we being cut, weird we pan over to camille who is ominously just staring into the distance thinking of wondering how fa is doing well that's just that's just how camille fucking a lot of camille's time is spent staring off in distance because he's fucked up yeah, as someone who also spends an inordinate amount of time staring off into the distance, it's not—it's not a good sign. No, <laughs> it's a no, bad it's not. Sign. You need help. We all need. Well, please, Ooh. uh, pay attention to things. Yeah, don't lose time. And if you do lose time, I mean, don't beat yourself up about it. But like, oh, it's bad. Anyways, yeah. end of episode. In, in the immortal words of that one song, wake up. I don't know the rest of the song. Just wake up. I do you know that song? Uh, why don't you put on a little makeup? That's the you one. wanted to. Yeah. Why'd you leave the keys upon the table? You wanted uh, to. Yeah. Um. Anyways, next time on Meeple Skeeple People. <laughs> Nothing else in this matters except for the fact that there's a dude named Four Murasame and that <laughs> I, Fuzzy Sinowaki, am gonna throttle Yoshiyuki Tomino for his crimes against <laughs> naming conventions. Oh, wait, I take that back. Mirai is coming back! Yeah, boy! I'm so fucking excited! Next time! My wife! Yeah, my, my fuzzy. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, you need to freak out fucking about your wife's wife. back. You fuck. Yeah. Uh, okay, continue. Ship wife, the greatest wife, the best. Have you ever best seen wife. a? You ever seen a woman drift a cruise liner? <laughs> Mirai, fucking bright can. Ha! Huh. I love one woman. That's not true. I like my mom too. She's crazy. <laughs> Next time on Mobile Suit Fandom Zeta, Hong Kong City. You will see the tears of time. Oh, I can't help believe in you. Well, I hope you enjoyed episode 61 of Mobile Suit Fandom. If you want to yell about how either of us are garbage, or that you actually like what we do, you can find us on Twitter with at MobileSuitPod. Become a patron at patreon.com slash MobileSuitFandom, or you can email us at MobileSuitFandom at gmail.com. Also, if you are new to Gundam as a whole and really want to give it a try, check out the official Gundam YouTube channel, Gundam Info. They have a bunch of shows, legally, for free. Until next time, mech fans, remember, 
If you think your babysitter was the Red Baron, consider, maybe, getting a different babysitter. 